the DH. I really like Brett Lori, and I bet I could watch you spread your air out all day. But when you're done doing whatever, when you're through playing whoever, you know that the Nats fans will be right here waiting for you. Hey guys, and welcome back to Resting Pitch Face. As always, I'm Kay. I'm Laura. And I'm Sydney. Take a second, look us up on uh, Twitter, Rest in Pitch Face with no G. You can uh, look us up on Tumblr, Resting Pitch Face Podcast.tumblr.com. And if you ever have any questions, comments, concerns, ideas, random foods you want uh, to smear on Dan Coco, apparently, yeah, uh, please email us at our Gmail account, restingpitchface at gmail.com. Um, with that business out of the way, given that we're still in the off season and there's no current stuff to talk about most of the time um we thought we would take it take advantage of that and have sort of a not quite in-depth in-depth but sort of in-depth discussion of our new mlb's new collective bargaining agreement which was signed in november and we just haven't had a chance to talk about it before now obviously it was packed full of stuff as contracts that cover five years tend to be um, some of it kind of radical, some of it not that interesting. I, I'm stating right now, none of us are baseball professionals. We are not touching the draft thing. That Didn't is. Did I tell you I had like a I had like a law degree in sports stuff? I thought that <laughs> I disclosed that before. You're we just started. telling us this now? <laughs> yeah, like I spent like a long time getting that degree. I'm really insulted. You guys aren't taking it. Into How could you spend a long time doing anything? You're 12. <laughs> I'm if sorry you you're 60. That's not my fault. <laughs> well, if you want to talk about the draft stuff. Nah, no, oh I'm good. I'm good. I am good. I looked uh, at some of the details and I was just like, so does it change when the moon is full? Does this I, only apply to teams that wear red, white, and or blue? It's only It only matters on the vernal equinox. <laughs> you have to roll and dice. When there's, and when there's literally a blue moon. Yeah. It's it's a little for for our listeners who are not familiar with these rules, they're a teensy tiny bit complicated, and quite frankly, they don't make a lot of sense on paper. So all it would be would be us reading it out. I think these are something that we have to see in action in order to really it, understand. I don't think it would just be us reading it out. It would be us reading it out and going, uh, uh, uh. they're the German <laughs> board game rules of yeah. of baseball contracts like it's have, just ne needlessly complex yeah and i've played a lot of german board games and this is more complex than the german board games that i have played i have so, rolled dice to see how many dice i roll okay <laughs> but, <laughs> i don't know what you guys do with your time i have never played a german board game like don't. a german board game is a particular genre of like super complicated board games that originated in germany because you can't have war board games there so they have like envision an entire economic system board games i have played a game that about the economics of beer gardens literally yes. beer gardens and one about evolving from the primordial ooze called ursupe <laughs> yes yeah, so this yeah. sounds like a pretty good target for for a board game about <laughs> baseball draft rules actually <laughs> <laughs> sounds, i Maybe might understand it if we played it that way that yeah like cool. Oh, oh, roll! Oh, you get this number of picks on a real four draft. Yeah, like yeah. maybe we should suggest this to MLB PR <laughs> to get people more excited yeah. about the draft pick rules and to help people understand them. Percentual Make it a board game. 
Or, hey, if any of our listeners want to suggest some board game rules related to these, maybe we could come up with our own ridiculously complicated board game to explain it. <laughs> because otherwise it's going to be the verbal equivalent of a serial killer's wall. Yeah, um, I was going more for, like, in Justice League with um, the question, and he has all of the, the stuff on the wall that's, like, the Girl Scouts being responsible for the crop circle phenomenon. And I am so, talking about the, the Justice League cartoon that came out in 2003. So so you're I'm thinking, like, conspiracy theorist wall, and I'm oh. like, serial killer wall. And I think there's a perfect intersection in between the two, which is the baseball draft rules. <laughs> Made by a serial killer conspiracy theorist. Girl Scout? Well, it's white men. So, yes. <laughs> always, always. No many white men. Um, uh, the but... Effectively Wild podcast Facebook page was mm -hmm. soliciting, in light of the new concept we've got recently of alternative facts, oh, they were no. looking for people's favorite examples of baseball alternative facts, um, which in various suggestions... <laughs> Um, I think included things like Tim Lincecum is six feet tall and MLB places great priority on diversity and hiring. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Danny Espinosa's height is an alternative baseball fact. Like, yeah. We all know it's not true, but we've collectively decided to to just go with the lie. Yeah, like, all right. we'll accept it. But, so now that we've talked about what we're not going to talk yeah, about. That, that we're not talking about. We're not talking about the luxury tax stuff. We're not talking about the bonus caps. This is all out of our pay grade, I guess. Like, we're just not doing it. I don't get paid or, at all for this, do you? Exactly. That's why it is out of our pay grade. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just, and it's also... Just making sure I'm not missing something. And I think this is going to be something that we, like, people honestly have to see how it plays out before there's really any commentary other than this is what it says. I guess we'll see. Even cutting all that stuff out, there's a fair amount of stuff in there that we'll actually be seeing some, like, real-life effects happening soon, and we've certainly got plenty of thoughts on. Um, obviously, there's been some big changes to the All-Star game. There's been some changes to the length of the season. There's been some health changes. And one thing that we were going to talk about last week, and we just kind of never circled back around to it, so I think we're going to lead off with it this time, they've made some changes to the hazing rules. Um, Laura, do you want to take that one? Yeah, Start sure. Start that one off. Um, so this one, not surprisingly, was getting some of the most attention <clears throat> on Twitter because many, many people felt very strongly either for or against. Um, but basically, just some background, as I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, the majority of you are aware, but in case some people don't, um, one particular aspect of some of the so-called traditional rookie hazing in MLB um, has included rookie dress-up days towards the end of the season, usually on the last road trip. Um, and many, but not all, of those rookie dress-up days have included some form of making the rookies dress up as women. And that's included Disney princesses, that's included wearing the women's baseball uniforms from a league of their own, um, Hooters outfits, Olympic gymnasts, I believe. Yep. Oh, yeah, Bryce was dressed up as an Olympic gymnast. That's the, right. The I don't know how I always, I, I should have that picture burned into my brain and somehow I don't. Yeah. Um, and then Olympic uh, tennis players as well, I believe, most recently for the Nats. Um, oh, I missed that one. They never posted any pictures. I just heard about it. But because this has gotten pretty widespread 
and also because of how easy it now is to disseminate pictures of this sort of thing on social media, um, I think it's probably been going on for longer than the public has sort of been involved in commenting on it. I have a feeling it's probably been worse for longer than it is right. now. <laughs> yeah, because like the Nats just like they've had some uh, women's dress up days, but then like Drew Storen and Wilson Ramos, both of whom are gone, dressed up as Smurfs. As right. Strasburg and Danny Espinoza. Yeah. Now I have no problem with making a rookie paint himself blue. Yeah. At all, I think that's fun. Um, but the official policy, um, as reported by the Associated Press, includes that they are no longer allowed to require, coerce, or encourage any player to engage in activities that include dressing up as women or wearing costumes that may be offensive to individuals based on their race, sex nationality, age, sexual orientation, gender identity, or other characteristic. That's really vague for what it's worth. The wording of that is super, super vague. I mean, I um, think that they basically are like, don't make people dress up as stereotype Mexicans. Yeah. I, I feel like no, I totally agree. I, I guess. Sorry? I guess. It, it sounds I didn't hear you more said. Really, so broad as to be difficult rather than intentionally vague. Like, they're trying to cover every single base they possibly can, yeah. and therefore aren't being specific enough, but it's not like it's intentionally vague. No, Whoa. for sure. I agree. It's it's just very, very sweeping, and so I think it's it's hard to, you know, in whose opinion is something offensive, and what right. other characteristic might be included in things to be offended about. Fair enough. So I think it'll be really, again, many things that are interesting to see how they play out. I'm I'm interested to see what does and doesn't fly under this. And then, of course, there was your somewhat expected backlash from various players on Twitter. Kevin Euclid is one that comes to mind as having said something critical of the new policy. Um, and basically, as part of the larger problem of hazing in MLB and in sports and in sororities and fraternities, it's a really hard issue to tackle. Um, this particular policy as part of that um, I personally think that it's a good thing to say you can't coerce a player to dress up as a woman as part of something that's intended to be a humiliating joke. I don't think that being a woman is or should be a humiliating joke. And I think in addition, you know, we have this great thing in our culture where, ha ha, dudes and dresses are so funny. I don't really know why. Like, it's so ingrained in a lot of us guys and dresses are a thing that we laugh at and that's also part of this ingrained underlying transphobia in our society the idea that anybody dressing outside of their gender norm is something to be ridiculed you know there's a lot to unpack in that and um i think many of the players who thought that this was a stupid restriction were mostly focusing on you know, oh, people are too sensitive. This is just a joke. It's all in fun. Which, you know, if you really feel that way, then you're not necessarily being malicious. But I don't think that excuses the fact that it does send a broad message that a guy dressed up in stereotypically female clothing is something that we use as a tool for humiliation and ridicule and that we think is funny. And, and I, I don't uh, think that's... I don't think that's something that we should be perpetuating in media that's reaching such a broad audience. And if it doesn't matter, then it doesn't matter. Like, if it's, oh, haha, ha, it's just a joke, and it doesn't matter, and it's not any of those things that we ascribe to it, then why do it? Dress them as right. there, there are other Yeah, there are other ways to make the joke. Also, 
the fact that haha it's just a joke is the problem i mean realistically speaking what has been publicized from from these rookie hastings these rookie dress up days is anyone actually humiliated no is the intent even necessarily to humiliate them like i don't think that I, to, to take a perfectly innocuous example, or at least I, I believe it's fairly innocuous, when all the cubs dressed up in pajamas, like with animals and stuff. That right? was animals, adorable. Right? Yeah. The intention of the people dressing them up in animal pajamas was not to embarrass them. And they, I'm probably, not to speak for them, probably didn't feel, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. It did feel like it was a big joke, right? Yeah. So yeah, the joke is the problem, not the, not the intention to humiliate. It's the point that it, the fact that it's a joke yeah. is the problem. Well, and like a lot of the rookie hazing has to do with how young they are. So like you put little kid backpacks on them, you mm -hmm. make them no, dress you up put as silly girl backpacks on them. No, they put little kid backpacks on them. They're not always pink. A lot of them are, but there've been oh. others that are not specifically girly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm thinking of like when the Nats specifically did it a Trey Turner, and I do not believe the backpack was pink. But other yeah, there are uh, definitely been other times where Dora the Explorer very specifically. Yeah. Okay, yeah. but um, it's, it, it has varied for sure. There have been some pink water bottles too. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, but just like rookie hazing should should be focused on that they're young and it's silly and it's it just it loses the silliness. Also, dressing it like a, the women from a league of their own. I was like, this is this is aspirational goals. Like, yeah. <laughs> Like, you're dressing like the women's gymnastics team because you want to be them. Like, dress up like Katie Ledecky because you want to be her. Yeah. Like, yeah, and I know. think, you know, one thing that I heard, and again, there were no pictures that I saw out of this, but one thing that I heard about the most recent year was that they had the rookies dress up as female tennis players and everybody else dressed up as male golfers. Who? Um, so that does, you know, dressing up is fun, and I encourage people to wear costumes all the time if they want to, and I freaking love dressing up as stuff like i am she not anti-costume i love costumes. wearing an ewok robe i feel I like i own an ewok bathrobe <laughs> and i'm wearing it right now and it's free and it has ears on it and it's really really cozy so i'm i'm actively pro costume as we speak. <laughs> um but i do think you know that dichotomy of the veterans are men and the rookies are girly that's that's diminishing yeah. the girly by ascribing it to you know the lower on the totem pole the less experience you know there's there's a lot of implications to that yeah it's the same i mean it's the same as you throw like a girl or oh someone's crying like a little girl or screaming like a little girl that's that's the little girls scream really really loudly so do little I don't, boys it's true but i don't think we should not that you are but i don't think that we as a society should diminish screaming like a little girl if you want to be impressed by the power of a screaming little girl try being a camp counselor for a while You'll <laughs> nobody, be nobody ever says it like they're like they're impressed by it that's the that's the no thing. i know i totally agree you know and like, all like, the throw like a girl and you're running like a girl and all that stuff you know it's all part of this whole greater message of girls are lower on the totem pole and less good at stuff and yeah. that you know i think the the people who think it's harmless may or may not see it that way but i think it's it's pretty objectively a part of that same message yeah. across the board well and i also think like especially in the case of women's tennis players 
Women's tennis brings in more money than men's tennis. Like Women's tennis players are some of the most incredible athletes, period. Yeah, <laughs> but like just even from a revenue perspective, like a lot of people are down on women's sports because they're like, oh, well, it makes less money and it's really just like throwing women a, a, a pity league or whatever. I was like, the, um, the, what was it? Some, uh, some tennis officials told Serena Williams she should get on her knees and thank the men who made her game possible. <laughs> And she basically was like, I make you your money. Shut it. Like, I don't think that that's appropriate, um, obviously. And so, like, my my issue with with that is twofold of, one, don't dress people like women to humiliate them. Anyway, we'll leave it there. And then, two, like, dressing like successful female athletes isn't a joke. Yeah. That's what little girls want to do on Halloween because that's aspirational. Mm -hmm. Um, And so like to do it in the context of we're men who at minimum are going to be making $600,000 a year, you know, in, in a serious professional sport. And we're doing this to diminish women who are in those sports. I'm like, female gymnasts are more successful than male gymnasts. Absolutely. Female tennis players are more successful than male tennis players and female soccer players are vastly more successful. And to, didn't they get the memo that millennials killed golf? Nobody <laughs> cares about golf anymore. Millennials hey, killed golf. Hey, well, is, is the new thing. It did ruin know, a good walk. <laughs> I know this is painful to you, but you do realize that your your one true love, Tyler Clippard, is an avid, I, avid golfer. I know. I know. I that is a personality flaw that I overlook in my love for him. Okay. No, as there's nothing. Wrong, no, there's nothing wrong with the game of golf. But if you're dressing up as golfers, as the positive, and female tennis players as the negative, it's kind of like you do understand what's wrong with this picture. Yeah. Like it's not. It's just, also not a very interesting costume for the veterans. I'm sorry. Come up with something more fun than that. Yeah, khakis and polo shirts. Woo! Oh, wow, that's so different than what they were gonna wear normally. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I think yeah, no. if they were going to do it, be then they should address as Venus and the rookies dress as Serena, and that would be even. Like, Yeah, although I do, you know, I I've, I mentioned the transphobic aspect before. I think yeah. that is worth emphasize, emphasizing. Yeah. Um, we have this pretty BS understanding in a lot of areas of the U.S. that transgender women are dudes in skirts and that it's the same thing and it's Mm -hmm. not the same thing and i think you know something that happens a lot in media in a lot of places including here is that we perpetuate this you know we're dressing dudes up in skirts and they have to shave their legs and it's funny and they're wearing wigs and it's funny and maybe somebody shoved something down the front of the dress because fake boobs ha 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 um and i think that perpetuates also you know this this concept of people who were assigned male at birth dressing up in stereotypically female clothing as fake as a joke as either deceptive or not to be taken seriously or both and that obviously is something that goes way beyond baseball but baseball players are big role models you know we've talked about this plenty of times before i think everybody agrees on that so if you're some little kid who's trans or if you're some adult who's trans and you're seeing somebody that you respect a lot who's a cisgender dude and who's putting on a dress and running around joking about it that's that's very hurtful for people who are going through 
any kind of gender dysphoria issues of their own. And it also perpetuates negative attitudes for people who otherwise might be, you know, and I'm talking about this in not just in baseball, but in role models in general. If you weren't getting those messages from so many types of media, maybe you'd have more of a blank slate opinion on yeah. what it means to be assigned male, but dressing up in female clothing, because that was what felt more true to yourself. If we could stop as a society perpetuating the idea of a man in a dress as a joke, then people would stop laughing at it as if it's a joke, and then they would stop thinking about it as if it's a joke. Yeah, and right. again, for the zillionth time, this is a much bigger issue than baseball. Yeah. But anybody with a platform who's complicit in it is a piece of perpetuating it. Yeah. So, you know, even if they just stop taking pictures of this and putting it online, but they keep doing it, at least that's one fewer picture that somebody's going to get inundated with on a daily basis to help reinforce these attitudes. Maybe this policy was not the best worded, but like the fact that they're having it is, it's a good thing that they have this policy. Yeah, I think the intentions are good. I know yeah. some people had issues with it in saying the way that they phrased it made it just seem like the only reason they were doing it was because women were getting offended as opposed to because this is kind of a crappy thing to do in the first place. I didn't feel that way, but I, I heard a fair number of women who did, and I think that's a valid objection to have. Um, but, but if people don't change things because other people are getting offended, then no one would change things. Right. That so is the other Even thing. if they are just changing it because people are offended. So what? They changed it. Yeah. And the other thing is, <laughs> the, other, the other criticism I heard from people who are generally in favor of respect towards women in sports is that of all of the issues of disrespect towards women for them to address this is the one they've started with while the domestic violence policy is still a mess. Uh -huh. And that's valid no. too, but they're also not mutually exclusive. No, they're not. Like there's not a finite number of, it's not like money where you can only spend it on a single cause or a single set of causes. There is not a finite set of policies that one can change in MLB. So I don't think yeah. that you can really say that necessarily. Should they be paying more attention to improving the domestic violence policy? Yeah, they really should be. But there's also a whole bunch of white dudes sitting in an office building somewhere whose entire job it is to deal with this crap. And they probably have a lot of time on their hands and they're probably pretty overpaid. So I think they can probably think about both both issues within yeah. the time frame that they have. And, and if they're not doing that, that's on them. And I'm not going to like ignore a step because another step wasn't made. Like, yeah, I mean, my idealism is nice, but pragmatism is necessary. My expectations <laughs> for how good of a job all those old white dudes in MLB are going to do on issues like this, my expectations are pretty low. Yeah. So. Well, and yeah, it's not a zero, but it's also just not a zero sum game. Yeah. Like, that's mm -hmm. the thing that improvement in one place doesn't mean that another place has to either stay the same or get worse. So, like, we've been fairly critical of the domestic violence policy, which mm -hmm. I think. We should be, and I mm -hmm. think that um, the revisions of which are not necessarily being made as clear as I would like to see them, but the that's not the issue. Like, they instituted a domestic violence policy that had the, I guess, unintended consequence of incentivizing, um, basically, putting a player's value in the floor and then yeah. getting that player, um, and that's an entirely different issue than dressing up like a league of, like, like Dottie Hinson. And so, you know, it's, it's, that's just one of those things of that tends to be where people who don't want to make any progress, that's the way that they tend to argue is, Oh, well we did this one thing. So the other thing can't happen. I was like, well, no, you could do both. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like, or even uh, more than just the two things. Yeah. As, as my husband said to me the other day, you know, that thing that you say in Spanish, that means why not both? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, stop, stop. Oh my God. What? <laughs> uh, but like, you know, it's, it's just, that's one of those things where, where people are treating not being misogynist as a finite resource. <laughs> well, to be fair, for some of them, it probably is. I mean, yeah, they really yeah, don't have a, a lot of caring. So, it's like, a shallow oh. well, I get it, but like, <laughs> but like, it shouldn't be. And maybe yeah. like, don't come out and publicly say like, my ability to care about other people and their concerns is finite. So, uh, sorry. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I think we've probably we're at the point where we're about to be talking in circles about this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You want to talk so, about minor I'm, leaguer salaries? Well, it was not the 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 bump that I thought it was. I I, I had been under the mistaken impression that minor league players were going to be getting somewhat of an increase. Certain minor league players would be getting enough of an increase to like be living wage, but it turns out it's just taking a living wage to a little bit better of a living wage only for players in the forty man roster. I was under a mistaken impression with that. So. Yeah, yeah, it's like, like going really, to like eighty four to eighty. 6k or something it's it's really not a big deal they're like really yeah. really 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 resistant to raising the minor league wage like somebody yeah. introduced legislation some douchebag actually yeah. introduced legislation about how we should not pay minor league baseball players more money so that they can feed themselves uh they yeah. are yes that legislation which of course like all, like uh all those legis- all those kinds of legislation is named something ridiculous Save baseball. America's Pastime Act, yeah. I think something. Oh like yeah, that. I think that is what oh, it was called. Throwing out freak. Yeah, no, I America's know. America's yeah. Pastime is not threatened. It's uh, just not. He makes the most money of anybody in the in of anything. Uh, no, uh, but yeah. <laughs> anyway. So like, I'm just trying to look at uh, who is actually yeah. the sponsor on the bill. But basically, it's saying that they're effectively under the law artists. And yeah, therefore, we don't have to get paid minimum wage. I, you know, I think we talked about this like back in July. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm having flashbacks to this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, um, I'm a broken record. Also, pay artists yeah. more money. Yeah. While we're on it, pay, pay artists more. Pay, pay people yes. money that they can feed themselves, like, and pay rent. Like, th- people, regardless of what they do, maybe pay should be paid enough money to have a roof and food. If you provide a service to society, which I think we would all agree that minor league baseball is, you should get paid a living wage. But anyway, so there's not really, there's not too much new. Well, universe is a different argument. Yeah. Um, Um, But it is disappointing. It is. It is disappointing. And I think part of the problem that we're not seeing much with that is because this was MLBs, not MILB. Mm -hmm. So MLB, I don't, I I don't totally understand that, but like, I don't know how much control they have over what MILB pays people because this was specific to um, the, the the pay increases were MLB the MLB minimum wage as it were the I can't think of the phrase right now the league minimum Jesus Christ okay <laughs> you're right over there league minimum MLB can control league minimum yeah players and they can control what people on the 40-man roster because they're kind of like even if they're playing in the minors they're technically on the mlb whatever uh yeah, I mean, and I... so that's what they can control but i don't know if they can actually control they can't set salaries necessarily for mib so there's nothing going to be in the mlb 
CBA for MILB mm-hmm. alphabet soup. <laughs> well, and the other thing is, this is a collective bargaining agreement because it is an agreement between the league and the players' union. And the minor yeah. league players do not have a union, therefore they do not have a comparable collective yeah. bargaining agreement because they cannot bargain collectively. Yep. Don't you know that unions are killing the country? <sighs> Bigly. Mm-mm. We're anyway, not doing no, it. Gonna... Oh, do not do this. Like... <laughs> we, are, we are going to change from this into a topic, sadly, <laughs> that we've talked about many times. Far more lighthearted, because I think we need to shift the tone. Yeah. <laughs> Just a little bit. Um, there were some big changes made to the All-Star game. Yes! Sadly, none yeah. of them, none of them were the changes that, like, we have been talking about our entire the entire life of our podcast or our entire lives as baseball fans yeah the only one that everyone cheered for was the home field advantage determined by all-star game is dead ding dong the witch is dead witch old witch everybody's like like happy about that one Mm -hmm. even though that's not any of the changes that we were like hey guys don't you want this game to be you know fun i don't think they were gonna put a three-legged derby in the cba (laughs) why the hell not (laughs) yeah like i don't think that they're gonna be like and then everyone gets to wheelbarrow race but especially trey turner in the cba (laughs) (laughs) but i mean with the other changes they're making you say that like the three-legged race is the most ridiculous change they can make uh, the 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 commissioner selecting members of the All Star team roster is the <laughs> dumbest shit I've ever heard. Swear to <gasps> but that is that oh is the dumbest thing in America. Why? Why? First of all, I think that they should just, I don't know, let people have fun. I I think that the managers should get to select their team, and then that each team can send a person, and then some should be selected like the opening scene from Hunger Games. Like, just <laughs> put everyone's name in the thing and just draw it out. Like, looks like, oh, huh. I guess. Or maybe that's where we could bring the three-legged race into play, is you have to yeah. compete in the three-legged race to win a spot in the Ooh, <laughs> Hunger Games qualifiers for the All-Star yes. game. Yeah, but with less murder. have to kill everyone on the 40-man <laughs> roster. I like this idea. <laughs> oh god. Um, no, okay. So, look, I, I I don't I don't know the rationale on this like commissioner gets to pick, pick people. The official role for anyone who was not paying detailed attention to this, um, <clears throat> the commissioner is going to get to pick seven players for the National League and five players for the American League. That's a really weird number. And it, it's it's and two of those are pitchers for each league I think is what the number was. I didn't write that one down. But I, I what I would guess the rationale is, is to prevent manager bias, which, mm, you mm-hmm. know, it happens. It absolutely happens. Like, I mean, more voter bias than manager bias well, with the Cubs but, voting block. Oh, is there not going to be any voting voter anymore? Black, voter bias has not been taken out of this. Fans yeah. still get for, for the starting uh, eight or nine, depend, or I guess eight. Yeah. yeah. Fans still get to vote for the starting eight. So that's still there. This, I think, is to prevent, I would assume, is to prevent manager bias because we've seen it. (coughs) (coughs) But, like, that is less of an issue. So, like, I think that fans should absolutely be able to vote, but, like, also didn't the the Royals um, last year try to vote, like, everybody? Um, Uh, And that's been with the Cubs, too. Um, And so the Giants have done it before. And the thing is, you get that with, teams that have been winning you know like i don't i wouldn't be surprised if 
so for the Royals, it was like, oh, well, they won the World Series. Yeah, people are going to want to vote for all of the Royals. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I get that. At the same time, was it annoying? Less with the with the Royals, I have to say, and more with the Cubs where I'm like, you're from a very, yet. very, very populated area. Yeah. Not only are you a very popular team, which obviously they're now going to be more popular, but also you just have, like, by numbers, a large fan base. Um, on the one hand, on the other hand, you get stuff like, are you guys familiar with what happened with the NL- with the NHL All-Star game last year? Oh, What's-his-face got ordered and then they wanted to not let him and he, yeah, like, got uh-huh. traded and he was sad and then they put him in anyway and he was I happy. His name, but, his like, name yeah, is John guy. Scott. Thank you. Um, but other than that part where I didn't remember his name, was that, like, a pretty accurate yeah, summary? Yeah, that was pretty accurate. So, like, he was basically a um, fourth-line marginal NHL player. Wasn't apparently, he an enforcer? Yeah, he was an enforcer-ish kind of player. And, like, apparently, like, a, a nice person. I don't know. I don't know him. I don't know his family. Um, so he got voted on essentially as a joke. Because um, they had just changed their fan voting mm-hmm. rules. And then... Um, he gets voted on. The commissioner's like, no, he can't come. And, like, his team tries to, like, send him down to the minors so he can't go. But then he, he goes and then he gets voted MVP and blah, blah, blah. Uh, oh, I forgot about that part. Yeah. Well, yeah, because it was the very, like, sports movie heartwarming story where all of his teammates yeah. at the All-Star game were, like, making sure that he got to score all the goals. And, yeah. like, like, it was very, like, sports movie narrative kind of. Yeah, if garbage. he weren't, you know, <laughs> making $500,000 a year and were, like, a nine-year-old child who'd survived leukemia, it would have been a better story. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> he's not. And so it was just kind of like, okay, uh, he, everyone's kind of being a dick. Um, but, but the NHL more so. So, like, yeah. on the one hand, I don't want baseball to do, like, a John Scott. But on the other hand, like... I want there to be voting because I want people to do stupid things sometimes with the voting. And I want managers to be able to do stupid things and get outraged about a game that ultimately does not matter. And now well, it and really, now- really does not matter. So yeah. they can do whatever the hell they want as long as it's fun. So yeah. I've been having this discussion ever since this rule came out, which is like, I don't want this to come across like I am pro all-star game winning home field advantage. Right. But that was literally the only reason to have an all-star game at this point. Like now it's to have be shirts versus skins. Like it'll be fine. Yeah, that would be a better. <laughs> that would be a better reason. That would be a way to have this game be fun. Like the only reason to have this stupid game in this day and age was this. Like that was the po- I, like as far as I was concerned, that was the point of it. You know. Yeah. I mean, it's Players for little play kids. interleague every single day, which I think is stupid, but that's a separate issue. Like, and and people can trade interleague, and people like. Back in the day when you couldn't even talk to somebody in the opposite league, having an all-star game made a certain amount of sense. Now, like, do something different with it, if, especially if you're going to take away the only tangible reason to have it. Like, sorry. These I things are fun and fun is good? But they're not, yeah, but not fun. fun. Like, it could be fun because if it, if it were shirts so make skins. Fun. Yeah. Like... Yeah. If it's for, like, legitimately, if this is a game that, like, small children Make should watch... be fun. They, I, I guess what I would say is, like, okay, time to step it up. If you've just if you've just taken away the only reason for having the game, realistically speaking, time to make different reasons for having the game. Like three-legged races. Yeah. Insurance Instead versus of bats, super, super soakers. Ooh, I like that. Wait. 
Wait, instead of bats, super soakers? Also, instead of balls, super soakers. Just balls. <laughs> I think instead of... See, I feel like there's a good way to have... Incorporate super soakers, but I wouldn't... Like, there's definitely a way to incorporate super soakers. I just don't think as bats, because I feel like they would just shatter. And then people would be going to the hospital with, like, plastic shrapnel, and that would not be fun. Thus, instead of balls, super soakers. Right, I or, feel like or, Sid's... Sid's proposal here is really, instead of baseball, <laughs> super soakers. <laughs> not saying I wouldn't be, a, I'm not saying I wouldn't, I would be opposed to that. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, that, having a giant super soaker fight, half of which is shirts, half of which is skins, would have exactly as much, like, to do with the game of baseball as the All-Star game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What, what if what if, what if they just played kickball but on a regulation baseball field? That'd be fine. Like you know what? <laughs> if they played kickball and then threw water balloons full of pudding in each other, like oh, all of okay, this would be of the same exact there we go. effect. Water balloons, water balloons, and then like ping pong paddles. Sure. Because again, <laughs> it would matter to baseball as much as the current All Star game does. Yeah, fair. Yeah, exactly. So like, Lucas Giolito could hold baking class on the mound, and it would matter exactly as much. I miss him. He went to the women's march. Did you see? I know. <laughs> wow. Well. Oh, my future has right. been the feminist. <sighs> okay, yeah. so your cinnamon roll is has left the building. Um, I'm sorry. But it's continuing to be a beautiful cinnamon roll. Yeah. Which is all we can really ask for and hope for. And... In a cinnamon roll. In a cinnamon roll. All right. Let, well, let's move on to... Yeah, I mean, I guess that was, like, the, the one main... Sorry, go ahead. That was, that was like, the main fun thing. There are a couple other little ones, like... Uh, okay, so new players are not going to be allowed smokeless, smokeless tobacco. So no more chew in the dugout. If you're if you're new, if you're new, you're grandfathered in. If you're already in the league, don't worry, Danny. Um, which is just theoretically so Danny, weird yeah, Danny, and like hard to enforce, and like I, I, that seems odd to me. I think they should have either banned it or not. Well, and I imagine some of them are just going to do it in their cleats. I, I I'm not clear on whether this is like you're not allowed to use it. Period, and we'll fine you because they are doing increased like testing, right? Or if it's just going to be like you cannot do it at a game. You can't test someone for tobacco. I was about to you ask. You can test nicotine levels in test? your blood. Yeah, those. I think those are probably. I I would have to look at the half life of nicotine metabolism. But given that you have to smoke like so quickly to keep your nicotine levels fairly up, you know. Ha however, as as a an addict of nicotine, yeah. Speaking as the you don't only tend addict to, like, on this podcast. Stop. Yeah, you don't you don't tend to like. Oh well, shit! I've got a piss test in six hours. I guess I won't have any. Like you, your level is going to be pretty constant because you're going to, by nature of addiction, keep your level pretty. Constant. They're not going to test for nicotine. Like, Probably not. I imagine a <laughs> lot of dudes are going to like make cuts in their feet and stick chaw in their cleats, which is, by the way, the most disgusting thing in the entire oh, universe. Ew. Foot and, <laughs> and mouth I say tobacco. This, oh god! Someone who stuck her <laughs> hand inside a pig in a professional setting, but like. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, there's a yeah. reason to do that. There's not a reason to stick foot chip, foot tobacco in your mouth. <laughs> well, they don't put it in their mouth, Kay. You make cut. Oh, 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 oh! I I didn't understand what you were. Saying. You were literally saying like absorb the tobacco yes. through the skin of your foot. Have we not talked oh. about this? This is what they do. So, um, oh, I I literally thought you meant like they were just hiding it and then they would no. like put out at oh, opportune moments. You make moments. cuts between your toes and then you put tobacco, chewing oh. tobacco in there so that the nicotine absorbs right into your bloodstream. Who that sounds that much of an addict. So uncomfortable. Yeah, no, this is a thing that people do. Oh I my mean, god. To be, fair, to be fair, people also like shoot heroin between their toes. Yeah, but you so, know, there's a vein but, in there. <laughs> there's and it's also heroin. Like <laughs> I know that nicotine has a higher recidivism rate than heroin, but at the same time, like like it's nicotine versus heroin. This would be like, oh god, I didn't get my cup of coffee. I'm gonna shoot some between my toes. Like, Have you ever no. seen me without coffee? No, no, because if the choice were no coffee or I don't know, Sydney, like just put some in your shoes, you'd be cool. I'm gonna put some in my shoes because I'll be cool. But would you inject it between your toes? They're not injecting it. They're cutting their feet with like a razor and then sticking, packing their toes with tobacco. It's even worse. <laughs> Oh, the sad thing I, is, so you have to... that I've heard that as like a method to like, if you don't have anything else to staunch the blood, tobacco is a good like, like stop the bleeding method. <laughs> yeah, the leaves. Running That'll the bases with razor cuts. Running the bases with razor cuts between your toes that you put there on purpose. Yeah, well, hockey players do this a lot in their skates. So like, it just doesn't sound like something that's gonna help your sports performance. Nicotine does. I mean. Putting... Yeah, well, nicotine stimulates. So maybe it evens yeah. out. Yeah. Maybe it evens out between the fact that you have now cuts on your feet that you need those to play sports with, and nicotine, which is supposed to help you be more I, sports. You know, I guess we'd we'd have to probably see this. I mean, first of all, we already know that baseball players play through an inordinate amount of pain because they're Looney Tunes. Um, but yeah, these are like, superficial so, cuts. They're not like yeah. surgery. Well, no, but it 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 hurts. Sometimes the superficial cuts hurt more than like the serious stuff but you're you're I mean, saying, you like, can't pitch with a blister this, right you can't pitch with a blister exactly um Superficial, players but do this, right but they're not using like their toes because they're in a rigid boot right yeah. but baseball players do need to use their toes because they're in a like shoe and their toes are useful for the things that they do so maybe it's a maybe there's a difference there i don't know maybe there should be some statistical analysis on this I, yeah. Yeah. Can we do a survey of how many baseball players have personally done this? Should we ask them? No, yeah, because they wouldn't have stats. to. You can, you can have a wad in your cheek the size of Topeka. Like, <laughs> like, like Danny Espinosa stuffed like a city of Nebraska in there. Like, you don't need to put me a cup in your feet. Um... So like I think I think this is going to be something where if you get caught it's going to be a problem <laughs> but if not not I I have a feeling what it will probably wind up being is like you can't use it literally at games. Yeah. yeah. Like that's it. Um, um which it, which would be theoretically easier to enforce enforce because they'll see you spitting that on the floor of the dugout which like janitorial staff probably going to be very happy <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> about this. I mean, there's still going to be a lot of spit in the dugout, but it will be not brown spit. I mean, yeah, they spit just constantly. Right. But there is a significant difference. I mean, spit is 
spit cleaning up other people's spit is disgusting but cleaning up other people's tobacco spit that's like <laughs> oh, all right um, <laughs> can we not can we not not think about no, that make those noises know. again make the noises again Kay. they were great <laughs> I'm here for sound Stop. effects. Oh my god! <laughs> you can tell which ones of us are cat owners because it's like <laughs> you, you need Wait, to stop making owners. me laugh. I can't. I can't stop coughing when you make me laugh. Um, <laughs> um, but no, I, I, you know, it could be interesting. Like, if there's a statistical study on tobacco use versus and, and and foot versus mouth versus cigarettes i guess nobody really smokes because they need to have their lungs but um i other think interesting probably more of them smoke i know you're trying to throw to, to talking about the, uh, the national academy of science I'm and i appreciate it i'm uh, trying <laughs> but you know a lot of a lot more athletes do smoke than than you think um but it's uh, so bad for your lung capacity. It is, but like, so my sister used to work in smoking cessation, um, particularly like looking at the psychology of it in active duty military. And she's like, okay. you can't tell these people that their aerobic health is compromised. They can run 12 miles while carrying you. Like, this is not going to be an effective argument. And like the idea that they could run 13 miles while carrying you, it just isn't valid given the amount, like the, the aerobic shape that they're in is such that it's not a persuasive argument. Nor this is really ruining a lot of my excuses. Thank you. <laughs> um, well, and she was like, nor is like particularly with the with active duty military. She's like, look, you can't tell them that they're gonna die in like X number of years because of cancer. Yeah, because like these are people who are getting shot at pretty actively. Yeah. She she basically figured out that like the main argument they had is like it impairs your night vision. Really? Yeah. And so like they had to come up with like not bizarre stuff, but like stuff of like, well, you know, if you if you could run slightly longer in this circumstance, maybe like you would save your friend's life, but like stuff like that, because you can't just come at it with like these very typical arguments and reasons that you should not smoke. I wanna be clear. But like, yeah, she said that the psychology of it with people who are incredibly in like incredibly good health otherwise is just complicated because no. like people shouldn't smoke because it does compromise your aerobic capacity. But like there are plenty of athletes who do smoke and quite frankly, their aerobic capacity probably isn't super compromised by it, but they shouldn't do it because they'll get cancer in that kind I, of I'll also years. say the ability to justify like ex people can tell you all yeah. the stuff. You can yeah. know it. You can completely know it and use it in arguments against yeah. other, for other people, and it you can still justify it for yourself. So like, eh. yeah, I just um, yeah, I would have thought like actual cigarettes probably not high on the list, which is why the prevalence of things like yeah. chewing tobacco. Um, and and I'm sure it is to a certain extent. Like Lord knows how to like some baseball players are not in their best aerobic shape. Um, yeah you know, versus other, other sports and certainly not like I can carry you 12 miles on my back. Um, mm. They might not be able to run while doing it, but they probably could carry. Lucas yeah. Toledo can carry me any 12 miles. Like, like bridal style. <laughs> A, you want him to carry you. Two, you're, you're like this big. Yeah. And he's like a giant man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm very short, but I, I, carry a fair amount of extra on that so i am not but you i'm hear not that the Lucas girl Chilita? i'm not the girl extra. from theater who everybody wanted to do lifts with but but the the issue here is is i it's really i think a height differential if he's like six foot five and you're like under five foot four ten and a half don't forget yeah. the half so 
weight ceases to be a factor here and it's just a like leverage situation. I mean, I'm never going to turn down a situation where somebody tells me weight's not a factor. That's always well, refreshing. Well, weight, weight is not I a factor. I think you're never going to turn down a situation in which Lucas Giolito carries you bridal style for miles. Bingo. Like. <laughs> <laughs> and when there was only one set of footprints in the stand, <laughs> that's where Lucas Giolito picked you up and carried you. Like, yeah, you're going to be fine. But like, I, yeah. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> Um, all right, sorry. We could we could move on from the tobacco stuff other well, than like, hey, don't smoke. Laura, yeah. don't jump into Lucas Giolito's arms. No, do ask jump into Lucas Giolito's arms. Ask. Because he will probably catch you. Yeah, probably. I'll ask first. Consent yeah. is important. Yeah, it's <laughs> communication. You're not, and... you're not just going to take a flying leap at him <laughs> and hope for the best. S- safe, sane, and consensual, kids. Like... I mean, you guys have seen me attempt to approach players before. The odds that I'm going to have a flying leap in me are pretty low. Mostly I'm going to hide behind Sid. Yeah, who's going to pick you up and throw you at him? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ask first. Yeah, okay. Hey, is this cool? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So Kay was trying to do her best to throw to throw me. I was me. trying to be a professional. I know, you are. And it was, it was sweet. Um... <laughs> <laughs> so one of the other things that got mentioned in the CBA was about the start time, particularly for games in which teams have a travel day the next day, um, or it, it, and when they have to travel and arrive some some other place. Getaway days. Getaway days. Yeah. Yeah. Um, travel and arrive some other place. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> when they have just to traveling leave. and then just disappearing into the ether. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the issue of getaway days and the issue of the, the stress of travel. Um, so it was, uh, I guess, happy coincidence that today, uh, or I guess yesterday, um, last night I got my, my lovely alert from the Proceedings of the National Academy of Science alert digest that I get most days. Um, I'm cool, ask me how. Uh, and and I'm not going to say, by the way, the acronym for the Proceedings of the National Academy of Science because of reasons, um, but this was a large study in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Science uh, journal, which was um, looking at jet lag and the effect of basically going east versus going west on home team and away teams offensive and defensive performance. And then the really cool thing about the study and that Laura and I were geeking out about is the sample size is just enormous. They looked at effectively 20 years of games. They looked at 45,000 games. 46. Yeah. 45,000 uh, games. Like I can't even conceptualize that yes. much baseball. Um, and, and we can conceptualize a lot of baseball. Yeah. Um, and so they looked at this just enormous data set for a variety of factors. And what they basically, the takeaway from the study is going from east to west, so going westward, does not have a huge amount of effect on a team. So On an away, on a home team. On a, on, well, home or on a away team. Yeah. It yeah. didn't have an effect either way. It did not have an effect either way. So but I feel let's like say, that's yeah, the Giants are playing in D.C. and they play the Nats and then they go you know, for a three-game series, and then they go back to San Francisco and play the Nats there in San Francisco for a three-game game series, neither team is particularly affected by this. By the westward part. By the westward part. But when the Nats come home, and they then play, let's say, the Mets, 
when they get home, the Nats offensive performance is hurt to the extent that it negates home field advantage for being a home that you would get from being the home team who has just traveled eastward until such point as their jet lag is gone so basically uh if it's three hours then that's three days which can be a a three-game series yeah so this is an incredibly large advantage for west coast teams and very yeah very specifically west coast teams yes because the central teams that are only who are largely only ever going to be moving one yeah uh time zone it it you know it doesn't they're they define, not ever going to have the effects this much yeah and they define jet lag as basically being more than two time zones or two time yeah. zones or more rather so yeah. it would affect the rockies coming to dc because they're on mountain time but it wouldn't affect like the cubs um yeah. and it wouldn't affect the rockies going to the cubs yeah so and it would affect the cubs going to the giants but not the giants going to the rockies so yes. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. um and so basically you know it it affects because we're playing the al west this year right for interleague oh yeah. um wait i yeah. believe so yeah that's right that sounds right yeah and so like it affects things like that where you have cross-continent travel that going east is is going to hurt the home team offensive performance um particularly in terms of doubles mm-hmm. which and guess, home runs right it was home runs given up as well is, yeah. is a major is a major issue so my my thinking in looking at this study is at, because pitchers in particular because that's home runs given up and they looked at FIP mm-hmm. and they looked at a whole bunch of other uh, other things is leave your pitcher at home if it's not an extended trip or send him home early or send him home early to adjust. And I get like you could be, you know, in the game and it's going to like inning Oops. 21 and you need like every human have at your disposal to come pitch. But like at the same time, I, I think like send him home a day early or if it's a short road trip, but it's cross country, leave him at home. Yeah. Um, and similarly, if you're uh-huh. going, if you're go, I mean, I, I know that the results were basically saying it's not statistically significant in terms of the away teams, mm-hmm. but even so, there was enough of a thing there that I think it, it, there's no reason not to say send your pitcher ahead. It, the yeah. away team, it was very marginal. Like the the p yeah. values were like point three, which is which is nothing. Like that means that there is no statistically significant effect. Um, yeah. The only thing that was really hurt were weird things like stealing attempts and triples hmm. that was just going westward though yeah and that was going westward so like yeah. there was but there i mean so saying other... the giants coming to dc send your pitcher ahead of you yeah oh yeah um yeah you could but like again the issue is it, it negates your home field advantage that i mean that was that was the only statistically significant part of the study yes yeah. well so my question about home field advantage going back to the all-star game no longer providing home fields advantage in the World Series. But if this, <coughs> sorry, could theoretically negate home field series, is that worth taking into account theoretically? Yeah. yeah, I mean, for playoffs, it absolutely is. Like, honestly, the the fact that, um, you know, if the Nats are playing the Dodgers, which, you know, or the Giants, they are essentially giving up their home field advantage by going back and forth for, between games because they don't have enough time to adjust to the time zones in that. However, mm-hmm. 
However, in playoff situations, there's usually enough time built in between games to not necessarily bring the jet lag value back down to zero, but it's not like during the normal season where you play a game in San Francisco and then the next day you're playing a game in DC. Yeah, like, but it's it's only generally true. a one game pause and it should be a three game a three it day should. pause. And it's or, not going to yeah, be a three day. Yeah, it should be pause. a day per. It should be at no, least they're never going to do that. A two game pause. Yeah. Or a two, two day yeah, two day pause. But like they're never going to do that, but at the same time like that is something to take into consideration for playoffs. And yeah. you know, now the for the World Series it's going to be determined by who home field advantage is going to be determined by who has the best regular Wait, season win percentage. Did was that decided? I, I thought so. I thought I read it in one of those. That's I, I think I, I had read something that was I, I I totally could be misremembering on this. So like don't take me mm-hmm. what I, don't take what I'm saying as fact. I read that it hadn't they hadn't actually announced how it was going to be, whether it was going to be alternating years or whether it was just going to be um as it should be, like all other sports, who's got the best season record. Mm-hmm. So, so presumably <laughs> But I, I didn't. Well, think statistically speaking, if you have two teams that have a significant time zone disparity, to provide a truly even playing field, shouldn't the team with home field advantage be the team to the east? No, because no. Yeah. But then no. nobody has it. Wait, what? So, oh, so then, essentially, nobody has nobody has an advantage because the easternmost easternmost team their has home field advantage. Their home field, but exactly, their jet lag cancels it out. So nobody has either an advantage or a disadvantage in their games. But the westward team will have a home advantage, home field advantage in their games. games. So the eastern, so the Nats wouldn't have home field advantage effectively, but the Dodgers would. Oh, the only yeah. home field advantage was home teams traveling eastward. Yeah, and so it really is actually an issue for the NL and AL East, um, especially if you only have a day rest and you're and you're working off of basically three. It it would take three days to readjust, and you get one. You know, it that that's a really big disadvantage um, because you're giving up so your much home as I hate. Fieldage. Much as I hate to say it, that makes me lean towards the Super Bowl thing, where it's not anybody's home field. Oh, but it's stupid. But you're, but you're, and you're still gonna be dealing with jet lag for somebody, unless you're always going to play them in Kansas. No, play it at Coors Field. <laughs> Just all playoff run. games should now be at well, it's not like Coors, Coors Field. Is the World Series, anyway, right? <laughs> Sorry, Rockies fans that may be listening to this. But you're a Rockies fan, so you know what I'm saying. Yeah, and don't put the balls in the humidor. Just <laughs> let it all go out. Just let. So let we leave them three this. days, three days to adjust. Yeah. No matter where they're coming from, so everybody has it, and then every game of every playoff series is played at Coors Field. Period. Yeah. The other, I mean, the thing is not like, in terms of realistically, what would need to happen is you need to have more time in between mm-hmm. the going coastal as yeah. it were right or, yeah and they need to run um, more more um road trips that you're gonna go and play like you go and you play you know the nats go and play i don't know the cubs for a series and then they go and play the rockies for a series mm-hmm. and then they go you know if you do it in a in a graded way you can which 
to be fair, I mean, I believe the schedulers really do try yeah. to do. You yeah. know, it's not like they're like, ha, 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 how can we screw over the East? Like, yeah. or like ignoring this at all. They're, they try to sort of group all the stuff together yeah, um, as much as possible. But yeah, I mean, it is definitely like, like, let's look at this and, hey, maybe start changing your scheduling around based on this, which it kind of seems like they're already trying to do with the getaway days. Mm-hmm. Although I do remember one of the things that they said in the in that study was that um, start time seemed to not matter at all. And the getaway day rules currently are affecting the start time of the getaway day games. Mm-hmm. So that well, they can leave earlier, theoretically, to give them more time on the jet lag aspect, but that time of game seemed to not factor into this. Yeah, I think that they would have to study it more, honestly. Like, yeah. jet lag is a factor of your light-dark cycle not yeah. syncing up, and so if you can basically more normalize the amount of light that they're getting, though, of course, they're baseball players, and if you play in a stadium that's that has lights at night, yeah. like very bright ones, you're going to mess up your light-dark cycle regardless. Yeah, they're, they're mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Like, I don't think a, a baseball player has a normal light-dark cycle for six months of the year. Um, Period. We replace all stadium bulbs with full-spectrum happy lights. Yay! <laughs> That'll uh, be good for the fans, too! <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, put some grow lights in there. It'll be great. Um, <laughs> yeah, those are hot. Don't do that. Um, <laughs> but, like, yeah. So, I, I, I can't imagine it, it would hurt but I don't think it's necessarily gonna gonna be a cure all either. Um, I think it does. The onus is your, as you said, is more on the schedulers to like, yeah, I don't know, put people on the west coast and then work them back slowly. Yeah. Uh, or if they're gonna be on the west coast, I mean, I have to ask this question because I was thinking about it when I was reading it, and maybe I just like missed the paragraph where they talked about it. But if you're only out on the west coast for like. So this is more playoff thinking. If you're only out on the West Coast for like two days, you haven't acclimated to the now you've life. you've acclimated two units, right? But okay, so so take this as an example. If you fly out to Cal, if someone from DC flies out to California on a Friday morning, mm-hmm. and then they fly home on Saturday afternoon. How much have they actually adjusted to California's light schedule and timing, like? Uh- about about two days worth so like they they quantified it as basically like if i go to california i'm then at minus three and if i stay there for two days that adds two back so i'm at minus one right but that's that's counting that you're getting then used to yeah being in california and that's how you're getting used to it but if you haven't been in california long enough to get used to california but you get used to it an hour a day that's yeah. the that's the well, rate no, no, but I'm saying like if you, if you haven't even been there long enough to get used to it, you would be affected literally only for the day that you're in California, and then you come home, and then it's just like you you've been gone for a day. Yeah, maybe I, I'm th- I may be thinking about this on a, a very wrong level for the type of conversation that we're trying to have. I'm just not following <laughs> so. you. Maybe Sid is. Um, I, I think the issue is mostly just when you start to destabilize people's circadian rhythms you're going to have poor performance. Um, and so yeah. that that is really, I think, the, the takeaway that quanti- the attempting to quantify what individuals are, are experiencing on that level without doing some other testing um, of 
how individuals effectively are experiencing time. Um, mm -hmm. Because this is, I, this is a looking at an association. Like we can say that if you travel eastward, the home team will do less well offensively. Mm -hmm. um, but you can't identify a specific mechanism of causation, if that makes sense. Like you they think it has to do with disruptive. Yeah. yeah, you can you can assume that it has to do with circadian rhythms and like dark cycles and etc. But like there's not a like a specific mechanism yeah. of I my eyeballs didn't get enough light and now I dropped the ball literally. Uh, yeah, and so I I think that the the point is that to alleviate some of the effect, they just have to schedule people more carefully. And I do think that for playoffs, they should be mindful of it. Cause I think that that is, um, no matter how the math works out, distinctly unfair for one set of teams and happens you to know, be our team, rather than if, <laughs> if I were the Dodgers, I'd be like, F those guys. Um, well, you know, this, water balloon fight for I do, I am curious now, cause I don't think it was specifically referenced in the article, whether they were counting playoff games or whether they were just Incorporate like were they incorporating all games, including playoff games, or were they just incorporating regular season games? Because I would be curious how playoff games, because playoff games are, in terms of the scheduling and the travel, almost a different animal than regular season games. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious to know whether that data was incorporated into their study, and I don't, I didn't see a specific mention either way. Yeah, I, they didn't seem to have it in particularly, um, and I read, I skimmed through their method stuff today. Um, they didn't seem to have it. They The only thing that they seemed to have was uh, a, a note on was suspended games. Yeah, no, no I, I didn't see about suspended games. Uh, just the, the way that they would count them as games and the stats in them was a little bit different. Yeah. That was, it was okay. just... Yeah, it was just some something of oh, these are you know games that were suspended and never and never completed, and we're going to count them basically towards a total, but like X, Y, and Z, mm -hmm. not towards a few other metrics. Um, but yeah, they did. They definitely didn't break out playoff for you know regular season versus non regular season, yeah. and it's possible that they just excluded uh, playoff games because the playoff game format has changed a lot in the past twenty years. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but maybe I mean maybe they included it basically saying a game is a game is a game. Mm -hmm. You know, and I it, I would be interested to to see that, but um, I mean, but it does it like regardless, it seems like a, a simple way to uh, alleviate some of these concerns is to just build in more rest days in the travel time during playoffs, mm -hmm. um, so that everyone has you know an extra day to acclimate to whatever. If if we're going on an hour a day, then you know if you're traveling from Kansas City to 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 Los Angeles, it's two days. Mm -hmm. But if it's if you're traveling from Boston to Seattle, it's three days, something like that. And not that I'm like, you know what this baseball season needs to be longer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> not With that these, more these off playoffs. Days. We definitely need the playoffs to go all the way into December. However, and funny story, they're making the baseball season slightly longer. Can we have baseball on my birthday? That would be great. No, it's cold. I really, I'm sorry. It's December 21st, I you, but I hope if anyone wants to send me a birthday not. present this year. Yeah, somewhere yeah, Ben Revere really just put on a balaclava and he doesn't know why. <laughs> <laughs> like, he, he's cold right now just from that <laughs> suggestion. He's probably in Georgia somewhere being cold. Oh my god. No, oh, you can go join him, him and be cold and Georgian together. Yeah. 
Well, if you're in Georgia, you probably aren't cold right now. No, I think he just, like, a chill went over him. I think you also <laughs> underestimate Sydney's ability to be cold. No, I yeah. never underestimate Sydney's ability to be cold. Hey. But Sydney would be cold if she was in Barbados right now. So. I could be in Barbados. Let's test this. <laughs> <laughs> Should we start a, a, a fund to send Sydney to Barbados to it's test? It's for science. <laughs> Her cold tolerance. <laughs> but no, like... Um, yeah, they, they, they are extending the season, hopefully, so that we don't have games in the future going all the way to your birthday, Laura. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know how great it is to have baseball on your birthday, but no. Yeah. I have uh, never I known that feeling. <laughs> I will never know that feeling unless I move to Australia. Well, and I think it's it's important for them to work those rest days in there. Yeah. It's it's going to be uh, four more off days. Yeah. And from what I understand, the the extension is almost completely going to be at the start of the season. Yeah, it's going to cut into spring training a little bit, but it's not yeah. going to um, ex- like push back when pitcher and catcher report is, or like when player report yeah. is, as far as I know. What? Oh, I thought it I thought it was. I thought ever pitchers and catchers were going to be a little bit earlier. I uh, know what I read was basically it was going to take some of the the chunk out of spring training games no well because uh, eh. then you will have pitchers and catchers reporting on laura's birthday <laughs> no four days i'll take that as a birthday present it's on valentine's day this year yeah i know Best it's tyler Valentine- clipper's birthday see he's the only baseball player whose birthday i know because it's valentine's day we should, two we should good reasons him. to celebrate the stupid day pitchers and catchers reporting the best four words in the english language and Tyle Clipper's birthday. All better reasons to celebrate Jan- uh, February 14th. Max Scherzer's is sometime around the trade deadline, but I don't remember when. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, is there anything else in the CBA we want to talk about? I think I think we're pretty good. I think I think we've got most of it, other than, I mean, longer season. Yeah, I, more off days is good. Also, like, selfishly, as much as I would really love to, like, do nothing but baseball... I'm an adult with a life and having a couple extra days during the season where like I can like see friends or do laundry. I can go see 25 friends all the time. (laughs) It'll be nice to have a couple extra days. I think, I don't think too many people are complaining about this slightly earlier start and it's not even, we're not even going to know. It's not going to happen until 2018. So yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Um, I mean, I, I have a couple of uh, Nats games DVR'd for those days, so, like, <laughs> withdrawal and need to make cuts in my toes or whatever. Oh <laughs> Stuff some God. baseball in there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, I don't I don't think there's uh, much else. I mean, there's obviously a lot more stuff in there, so, like, listeners, please, if you have something you want to tell us about the CBA or you want us to talk about about the CBA, please let us know at our Gmail. Um but there's so much stuff in there like this could be the subject of multiple podcasts and i think i think we probably covered what we're going to cover tonight yeah no yeah i got nothing else really other than uh, other players birthdays that i don't know i could make a list most of them you should not know most of their birthdays <laughs> I, mean, I don't i, know I don't know most more of than i want to it would be a pretty long list if i listed all the ones whose birthdays i don't know yeah. Um, we should talk about a possible uh, fantasy league. Yes. Well, that is, I did want to bring this up as um, we're about to be into fantasy t- season. It's the time to start thinking about your fantasy t- team, 
your your picks and what teams you're going to sign up for. So um, we brought this up on previous podcasts. I can't remember if it was the last one or two podcasts ago, but the possibility has been floated of doing a resting podcast, a resting pitch face podcast fantasy team. So I've had I, I, I've gotten a, some feedback from from you listeners, um, and so assuming my co-hosts would also like to do this. We're at four to five people. Ideally, I would like to be at six for this to be a go. So if you're interested in doing a fantasy league and want more information on that, I really don't want to spend too much time of too much airtime on it. But if that's something that you're interested in doing with us, please email us at the Gmail. You can you can go ahead and contact us on Twitter or on our Tumblr and uh, you know, th- the feedback is good, but if you're really serious about it, please contact us at our Gmail, restingpitfish at gmail.com with the email account that you would like to use for the Fantasy League so that I'll have it. And I can send updates on getting that whole thing organized. But yeah, if, if you're interested in, in doing a low-key, hit-by-pitch focused, <laughs> um, hit-by-pitch focused Fantasy League, Please let me know through our Gmail and I will, you know, get with you guys about more details. Again, I, I'd really like to have at least six people in order to really get this off the ground. But So if you are interested much- and you send a message on Twitter, that's me and I don't know a thing about fantasy baseball. So I'm just going to tell you to email Kay. So just send yeah. it to the Gmail in the first place because all I'm going to do if you send us a message another way is tell you to email the Gmail. Yeah. Or, and, and I mean, pass it on to me, obviously, if, if you get a message like that. But it's much more helpful to, to send it directly to the Gmail. But, Laura, I, I, you should do it with us. I mean, I'm kind of yeah. scared. What? How, yeah. how can I be yeah. spending more time on baseball than I'm already spending on baseball? How many more hours like do I have in my day? Uh, you have infinite number of baseball hours. Plus, it's fantasy baseball. It's Realistically... You do it sitting down. Like, re- realistically speaking... You spend a lot of time in the like weeks leading up to your fantasy draft planning who you're going to draft. And then on a daily basis, it's like, oh, five minutes. Oh, crap. My catcher's not playing today. I got to swap him out for somebody else. That's, um, you know, it's it's very low key. At least I will be making sure that this league is very low key. All right. Some people uh, are not so low key. If you, but... for, if you forget and you ignore it, does it die like your Tamagotchi or does it just keep like doing It'll stuff just accumulate you, like, stats. Badly? It'll just keep accumulating stats, but you won't be able to swap out players who are not playing or injured or whatever or doing really badly. Uh, sorry. Okay, so it's just gonna be My it's third. just gonna be lousy stats, not Tamagotchi death. Okay. I don't want to get too much into the fantasy thing. If you're interested, email me. Um, other than that, I don't think we have too many other plugs going on. We've got the CBA stuff that we talked about. You know our Twitter, Rest in Pitchface with no G. Tumblr, Resting Pitchface Podcast. I just said the Gmail like 15 times, but if you didn't listen, restingpitchface at gmail.com. I'm Kay. I'm Laura. And I'm Sydney. Let's go Nats. Let's go Nats. Let's go Nats. Please come back, Tyler. It's just not the same since you went away. We really miss your eyewear. And the way you that is at the plate. There's a seat for you right next to Drew, and we need you to pitch the aid. Besides, there's no other team uses chocolate sauce to celebrate.